armies draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, and thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 44, Performance. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome back to Third Eye Bind. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. Is that welcome back, Cotter? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow, it's really appropriate that we're singing today. We'll reveal what we're doing in a bit, but before we do that, um, if you like us, please share, tell your friends, comment, like. Be active and do all the things you can (laughs) to share us because we are an independently run podcast and we both have a lot of other jobs (laughs) and uh, we know you appreciate us and for everyone that's supported us on Patreon and by doing that and buying our merch, we really, really appreciate you. And also, let's add that five-star review. (laughs) Please, wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, what have you. The ethos, like whatever. (laughs) Wherever it is. It's fine. The ether, not ethos, ether, Please, because reviews help help us get bumped up and um, get seen by more people, which is awesome. Yeah. We love that for all of us. We really like that. (laughs) And um, if you really want to take a step further and support us on Patreon, we have a Patreon with different tiers, like free stickers and such. Uh, That's patreon.com slash third eye bind. And the stickers are holographic. They are holographic. Just so you know. They're real cute. And it's not just one sticker. It's like three. Three stickers. Pack of three. So amazing. Yeah. And also, we have merch now. Yes! We have merch. Y'all asked for it. Laura has worked really hard on designing it and getting it live on the site. Yes. And it looks fucking incredible. Laura's wearing one of the designs right now. I'm not Wiccan. I'm not Wiccan. No, I'm not. And I like LOL at that one so hard. It's so good. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a design that needed to belong to this mm-hmm. podcast. So... Yes, we also have mugs. We do have the mugs. We have mugs. We have a discernment mm-hmm. sweater. We have a travel mug. Oh, you posted the discernment sweater already? I will by the time oh this is aired. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> Someone asked for it last night and Laura was like, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I drew our Mercury Hermes statue and it's it looked really rad, so I put it on the teat with the purple and it's cool. Just I'm gonna show. I think up that and one might be one of my faves. It it's dope. yeah, and the cropped so. hoodie is real f-ing cute. Yeah. yes, and there's a tote bag, there's a travel there's mug, stuff. there's options. Yes, so please check out that uh, down below. If you're on YouTube, you can see the carousel, mm-hmm. or you can find the link in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we like that. Thank you so much for continuing to support our independent podcast. You help us keep the lights on. Yeah. Literally. Yes, literally. (laughs) So thank you very much, and uh, we feel your love. We Mm -hmm. do. Do you have anything new going on at Lady Moon Co. right now? Well, I have my big old fall drop that just happened, or is, yes, it happened in the, I always have to think of when this is going to air. It's out. It's out. Yes. So by the time you're watching this, if you're lucky, there will still be a few things left. Maybe a toad witch plushie in your future. Yes. I Um, personally love the traveling um, altar bag. bag. Yeah. It's like, it's stunning. It's stunning. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. Intentional tools. This whole collection is really like... The altar cloud. I have altar cry. Why am I now. crying? <laughs> no, it's but it's crying. really beautiful. I need attention. Yeah, like this whole collection. You always make beautiful things. Don't get me wrong, but like there's just something so special about what you released for this fall, and I'm really proud of you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, it's really nice. Well, like I talked about last season, and, and you know, my I want to make like. I want to take things that aren't normally in the witch space and give them to us and intentional it. tools. Like the mm-hmm. spell spaces was like the best thing I ever thought of. Honestly, I can, they're if so my cool. shop just had that. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. So. They're really cool. And the purses we are might fucking have to adorable. Collab on one. <gasps> That'd be really fun. Yeah. Okay. I thought that would be cool. Let's 
wants to. We can talk about that later. You but heard anyway, about it here first. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Today we are talking about performance. performance. And I'm so excited. I, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Let's see what <gasps> the sirens of song. Yes, my we are pulling from, as usual... Per use. Per use. My Sirens of Song tarot deck. That is a musical tarot deck. That is a performance-based tarot deck. Lilac edition. It comes in a few colors. There's something for everyone. Rooted in the majesty of song, a language we all speak and is universal. Should I keep shuffling? No. Ooh, what song is it going to be? That was like really fast. I barely even shuffled. Yes! What is it? Is it like I'm obsessed with this one? Is it the star? I pulled the King of Swords. And the King of Swords (laughs) is actually an incredible. What's funny is like in your deck, swords are microphones. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And the King of Swords is when we find ourselves in the energy of not only needing to express ourselves for ourselves, but having the confidence and certainty that we must share our message with others as well. And feeling really fucking good in the work that we are doing. Stepping into our, a space of authority as somebody who has something to offer mm-hmm. and to share you know swords are really seen as a cerebral suit rather than cups or or wands and all of these things are important yes but like swords are when we clearly and effectively communicate the message and like performance really is about communicating a message Mm -hmm. whether you're doing it through song dance fine art painting what have you like you have something to say you have a feeling that needs to come out and you're going to use the strength of your sword to do it and in the sirens of song deck it's david bowie david bowie we could steal time just for one day. We mm. can be heroes forever and ever. Full body children and now. this touches on another really important part of performance is that performance really engages us in a way that the time that passes around us kind of ceases to exist. Steals time, mm-hmm. literally. We could steal time just we for one day. We could steal time stealing. There's something very magical about, mm-hmm. I think that's a part of why I love to perform live is because you're capturing that attention and it's not necessarily for the attention that you need as yourself individually, but like I did a lot of theater. I'm a theater kid. Mm-hmm. I went to theater conservatory and all that. And when you're, when you and like a cast of like 20, 25 other people or an ensemble are like performing collectively together it's so powerful when it's live and it's just exuding all of this energy and it is such a time it's such a time warp absolutely it's such a and and ideally like you said performance is sending some sort of message Mm -hmm. like theater plays have you know if it's a good written play it has a message it has a point it has a purpose right absolutely and you People can, you can change hearts and minds. Art does that. Art does that. It's part of the power of it. transformative and it's magic. Mm -hmm. Literally, I believe there is a very, very, very thin, if no difference, between being an artist in performing and being a witch, a magician, a magical practitioner. I truly do. Having Mm -hmm. studied the... um, acting methods and the way like literally what you do in your brain and the how you can act and what different methods there are to acting and also being a witch like they feed into each other it's Mm -hmm. very it's energetic exchanging and acting is a lot of inner work and I believe magic at its Mm -hmm. best is a lot of inner work and it's it's they mirror each other yes it's very interesting okay so 
Yes, 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 yes to and. all of this. Yes, and. It's an improv well, thing. I was spending some time yesterday yes, just and. doing a little research as I so, en- so enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. And something that I am, Mike's laughing because he knows I love a research project. <laughs> I love something it. that I learned is that performance has existed for as long as humankind has existed. And in early, like, Paleolithic Mm -hmm. archaeological Mm -hmm. digs, they found, like, evidence of performance, evidence of dance, evidence of performance as ritual, performance as ritual. And something that I thought was really cool is that most of these early performance spaces were hard to get to like Mm. intentionally hard to get Mm. to. And there's this layer of secrecy and protection that goes over these sacred rites. And even if you think about in modern times, like we have the theater, like you have to know how to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, We build shrines for performance. We absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Like the Pantages. Pantages, the Ace is the most beautiful theater I've ever seen. The Amundsen, like beautiful spaces dedicated to... Performance. performance gilded spaces gilded yes revered spaces yes yes that's very interesting mm-hmm. and also how even like singing and song the vocalizations of like neanderthals like they sang and used song there's a mm-hmm. book called the singing neanderthals and it's i forgot i read it a long time ago but it's about that it's about how Mm -hmm. song developed in like a way to communicate Mm -hmm. and you know within a lot of cultures that's important yes if you can't if you need to act in secrecy Mm -hmm. and yes that's yeah it's a tool something else I really liked as I was digging into my research is that performance was not only about Entertainment. Entertainment. Although entertainment is an important part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's also about beauty and pleasure. Um, There's pleasure and aesthetic and sacred reverence. And they're all tightly bound together. It's not that they're separate components. They're like woven Mm -hmm. into this tapestry together. Mm -hmm. And that's so magical. That's so magical. So magical. Mm -hmm. And like ritual... I was thinking about ritual and performance mm-hmm. and they, I mean, they're in many ways the same thing. I mean, when you, when you rehearse a show mm-hmm. that you're going to perform live or, you know, film too, but I'm just talking about theater cause that's mm-hmm. sort of my favorite <laughs> medium. Um, when you rehearse for a live show, you're rehearsing the same thing over and over to where you can go on stage and just, let loose and mm-hmm. feel in the moment and have it be second nature. And I yes. feel like, and I'm sure with you, the things that you've learned from yes. your cultures, like there's a framework, but there needs to be a freedom within the framework. Mm-hmm. And I think it, ritual at its best is that, right? We go into ritual knowing kind of what we're going to do mm-hmm. or maybe exactly what we're going to do. But like when you perform it or when you do it, there's like a sense of like, freedom and it's the same thing when you do like a magical ritual Mm -hmm. right I mean yeah if you if you're into like structured things like there's the power in the structure right and then there's also the power Mm -hmm. there's 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 two different like it reminds me of dance because my favorite thing to watch this is why I love dancing with the stars okay (laughs) I love dancing with the stars because I love watching people find performance Mm -hmm. and when I went to school like I'm a dancer but I went to school with non-dancers and seeing them just find a moment and feel calm it Mm -hmm. I there's nothing better to me than that and Mm -hmm. it's there's nothing more pure and authentic and inspiring and beautiful than seeing someone learn something and go out of their comfort zone and find joy in it Mm -hmm. and do something they didn't think they would do. Same Mm -hmm. with magic, right? When you see your clients like do things they never thought they'd be able to do and Mm -hmm. like 
hold a course or like whatever you do, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like just for me, it's like when people realize they have power inside themselves and like they have agency and blah, blah, blah. It's, there is no real, like when you're just improvising thing and movement and things like that, there's a power in like improvising and just in the moment, completely spontaneous, like how I like to practice magic. But there's also power in framework, mm-hmm. I think is what I'm trying to get at, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, it's interesting. There is, this is something I say to my clients quite often. There is power in repetition. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. potency in pattern. And you touched on something really important, not only in like theater-based performance, but also in magic. Mm -hmm. But when you do something over and over and over again, when it's finally time for the show, you get to lose yourself in it because your body already knows what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So your spirit can kind of take over. And those frameworks allow you the safety Mm -hmm. to be able to do whatever it is you want to do in a way that feels very pure and raw and authentic. And even when it comes to like improvisation, uh, if you're a dancer, you still have to learn the basics. You still have to learn your, you know, bar stuff and stretches. You don't hurt yourself. And even if your dance isn't something that you've repeated over and over again, you have structure from all of those little pieces that get put together. And Mm -hmm. so when you get to improvise, even that has a foundation that allows you to perform successfully right. um might be a little scarier might be a little scarier like improvisational comedy yeah. was the scariest thing i ever did because there is no net there is it's free falling into yeah. failure and it's scary yeah it's the fool's leap <laughs> it's the oh my god absolutely the, and it's it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. when you you learn concepts like you said like you learn things that will help you succeed in it but then it's just mm-hmm. more of a free fall than like a choreographed dance yes you know yeah it's very interesting yeah well and last last year maybe it was two years ago I took a land spirits class with my mentor Chiron and he shared with us a quote from the modern handbook on animism and it goes, Performance is currency. Oh my God, that is so fucking weird. In the weird. deep world's gift economy. And it is something that became immediately and deeply embedded in my mind and in my ethos. Like giving good ceremony, which is a performance, is how we give back to the spirits, to the earth, to our resources. And when we look back in history, so much of early performance was about offering that performance to the animals that we Mm -hmm. ate for our food, the rivers that provided us water to drink, the land that provided us housing and safety and security, the elders who passed on and went into the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was an element of exchange but really, like, that is, that, is, that is how we give back. I think the full, the full quote is, uh, a young woman asked poet, environmentalist, Buddhist, Gary Snyder, if we have made such good use of animals by eating them, singing about them, drawing them, writing them, and dreaming about them, what do they get back from us? Excellent question, replies Snyder. Directly on the point of etiquette and propriety and putting it from the animal side, The Ainu say that deer, salmon, and bear like our music and are fascinated by our languages. So, continues Snyder, we sing to the fish or the game, speak words to them, say grace. Periodically, we dance for them. A song for your supper. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Okay, I freaked out because I have had a phrase in my head this whole morning and it was performance is currency. And Mm -hmm. it's the first thing that you said. Mm -hmm. The first thing you, that's weird. I got, I was like (laughs) having a little psychic moment Mm -hmm. there. That's, or we were thinking about it in the same time. And that's weird. Performance is currency in the deep world. Performance is currency. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. And the idea of 
even thinking about it practically, like when you inhabit a space, how do you honor it? Mm-hmm. You fill it with joy. Mm-hmm. If you know, you feel ideally, you fill it with joy and like goodness and like whatever that means mm-hmm. to you. And performance is a potent currency. Absolutely potent because the when you perform, your energy is heightened. Like when I hear certain music, and I get like full body gooseies. Like, oh yeah, I'm for that, sure. Like that's that sensory. I mean, that's magical. That's magical. Mm-hmm. It's a similar feeling I get when I'm really tuned and dropped in magically, and yes. just like you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's that's why creativity is important to me with my magic because it's mm-hmm. it's it's like so spicy and good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like performing is it insane. is. Spicy, I love that you touched on that because if we look back historically, a lot of performance, sacred performance, was entertainment, it was spiritual, and it was also sensual and even sexual. Mm -hmm. So many fertility rituals. Yeah. Um, Let's see. The erotic temple sculptures at Conorak, 13th century, located in Orissa, India, are but one example of the many joining together of fertility, sexuality, dancing, and music. Mm -hmm. The ancient and abiding association of the performing arts with sexuality is one of the reasons churches and governments have tried to repress performers as the fine line between illicit and licit celebrations of fertility are often crossed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Mm -hmm. illicit suggests the dangerous, the concealed, the difficult and out of access. Mm -hmm. So I also think that's interesting because we were touching on, you were touching on at the beginning, the intersection between witchcraft and performance. And it's just another thing that the church was like, don't do that. Anything fun is a no-no. Yeah. But seriously, like, I dabble in pole dancing and strippers and sex workers mm-hmm. a lot of the time perform for that is a that's, performance. That's a performance. Yes, absolutely. Like that's a, an amazing, powerful performance mm-hmm. that gets you know, repressed and, and uh, black label blackballed or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it's seen as a negative totally in our culture and, I don't know. It's just, it's really sad to me because practicing sensual dance or movement isn't always a currency for others. It's a currency for yourself. Mm. And the school that I went to when I was doing pole, it was amazing because there were no mirrors there was no light it was like candlelit it was all safe people there were I felt safe with yeah and it was about developing our erotic creatures Mm. and the side of ourselves that often gets repressed and often gets and it was touching your body in a way that is for you like Mm -hmm. to feel your power and to love your body and it was just the most inc- and doing cool pole stuff and it was the it was the most amazing class structure because what you would do was you would bring in a song there's yeah. maybe 10 people in the class you'd bring in a song and everyone would watch you dance to it what yeah. free dance like whatever you wanted to do and you would just express yourself for 4 mm. minutes without judgment without mirrors without worrying about it being perfect Mm -hmm. or up to standard. It was just about, yeah, I'm a cry now. It was just about feeling yourself and and it was unbelievably therapeutic for me as a dancer and someone who like needs to move in order to feel completely happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing just old women, young women, Mm -hmm. like, they taught us how to give each other lap dances, <laughs> but like when you were in the chair, it was like, okay, you're just a body for this person and you can yeah. put your head back and close your eyes, mm-hmm. but they would like, you know, give you a lap yeah. dance, but it was about being in support of like just learning a skill yeah. and like 
it was just the coolest, like, sexy coven vibe. Yes. It was just... So when you repress things like that, mm-hmm. when you in- discourage people to... And not just churchy, no-no sexy stuff. Like, when you... There's a double side to, like, theater arts and, and performing arts for me because ballet is a good example. Ballet is a very strict very set, mm-hmm. very um, old school dance tech. Mm-hmm. It's technique and it's harsh. Yeah. I've seen center stage. You've seen center stage. <laughs> it's like, I can see your lunch, like suck in your, and it, because it it's this, I wasn't big in, in ballet. I did ballet, but I was not a like bunhead type yeah. person. And I'm, glad because it's very much about how you look and like it's very Mm -hmm. harsh and for me that can be harmful absolutely um to people's mental health yes and their body images because it's not about you it's about being good enough for the gaze of others exactly and to 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 fit into this box Mm -hmm. right and for me I'm more of a like contemporary dancer or like a modern dancer where it's like let's be weird and see what happens but I've seen like and I've experienced myself the parameters of performance become abusive quite frankly and repress natural talent and Mm -hmm. to fit into a standard from which you're Mm -hmm. like learning and in educational systems that teach art can be problematic absolutely because they don't Maybe now there's more implementation of like mental health awareness and like, but is how, there? How, I don't know. I but don't know. I was straight up abused when I went to theater school for two yeah. years straight. It's very cult like when mm-hmm. you're in an intensive program that it's like nothing matters but the performance, nothing matters but the show. You must be this way. And if you have teachers that are abusive and That's not equipped, it. it's just like you have. I have PTSD from it because there's the standard of perfection that you're never doing enough. You're not doing enough. Like Mm -hmm. what, what is there to fix? What is there to clean? Like in a dance number or something. And sometimes the way that you move naturally is not the way someone else wants you to move. And they try and force standard on you. That messes you up. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen it with my classmates, my peers, like, so point being, it can be, it's not all sunshine and rainbows For sure. with performance, but that's why I say the things I love the most is seeing classes and teachers like the Pulse Studios where it's like, mm-hmm. come as you are mm-hmm. and just move mm-hmm. and just for, and the goal is not perfection. It's the sake of moving. Like it's finding that and like that expression mm-hmm. like let it out because it's therapeutic it's more of a therapeutic mm-hmm. quality so yeah that's yeah. sort of that's sort of what I'm interested in in yeah. terms of like I'm sure like I don't know I'm not gonna be a rocket academic soon, you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with that but you know rockets are really cool yeah they are um but yeah I think that like once academic institutions get involved with performance that's when it gets dicey because Academic institutions, especially in the country that we live in, are founded upon, like, the same thing everything else is founded upon in this country, supremacy and this idea of perfection, which is a fallacy of the white supremacy. And when you go back historically, performance was not about being perfect. It was about being real and being being reverent and being raw and being authentic and being in community Mm -hmm. and being in your body and out of your body and Mm -hmm. all of these things. It wasn't about becoming like perfect little clones of one another doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. And I think you also touched on something important about there being abuse in spaces like this because those types of... 
I don't want to say like, cause discipline can be good, right? Discipline mm-hmm. is supposed to be supportive of you. Yeah. But when we get into these institutions, that's when discipline can get abusive and you see it in academia everywhere. You see it in arts academia. And then you also see it in certain spiritual circles. Yeah. Like when you same. think about mm-hmm. Golden Dawn, that is Mm-hmm. there's some you go google it <laughs> there's a fine line between a cult and it's very a fine. coven Ooh, I like yeah that. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. write that down <laughs> there is there is there's a fine line between cult a community. cult and a coven there's a fine <laughs> there's line between fine line. cults because that's what community. they use against you. They tell you, like, this is a community. You're welcome. Yes. We're all the same. That's how you get sucked in. That is how they suck yes. you in. That's fucked up. That is, like, my nightmare. Like, I am constantly in my head about, like, I don't ever want to become a cult leader. I don't no. ever want to become a cult leader, like, on accident. Yeah. And when my clients start liking me too much, I break up with them. Yeah. Because I'm like, you you yeah, depend on me too much. You need to be the center of your spirituality, not me. That is so like important. I'm not here to be a figurehead. I am literally just a guide. And if you, you see me in any other way, like we need distance. Yes. Yeah. We need distance. Absolutely. It's a little odd, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, yeah, dude, that Teal Swan documentary fucked me up. And like, I know, yeah, like yeah. logically, intellectually, I know I'm not a cult leader. Yeah. But like, damn, I don't want anybody to ever think of me in that way or think that like what I say is dogma. Like, no, babe, I'm here to help you. You take what you want, leave the oh, rest. Absolutely. It's 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 ah. hard not to become a cult leader. <laughs> I mean, it is because... Right social media and is about putting your best face forward and show mm-hmm. and building a brand and all this shit. and when business and magic get together it can be very dicey mm-hmm. especially if you're not just like making t-shirts like i am or yeah. whatever like you're making um you're you're teaching you know you're People teaching are trusting me with their and, lives, with their lives yeah. and their spiritual like learning mm-hmm. and process like it's a it's a like, ah. but people will you mm-hmm. know intentionally or not take advantage of that not knowing and if they get enough followers they get a big head yeah. and like you like ego dip- checks are exactly. important yes yes so that's why i like think you're cool and great thanks i think you're cool and great too thanks. um something else that i think is really cool that i read well Maybe you said this already. Say it again. But like performance has the power. You did say this when we first started. Performance has the power to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. Performance has the power to change people's minds. Performance and has power. Performance is power. And as I was digging into my research project, something that I learned was that the Greek philosopher Plato, Plato. hated performance. Didn't like it. He thought it had no place in the Republic, right? Like no performance, no theater, no dancing. He thought it was dangerous because they enact alternative realities that may be in conflict with those of the established political and philosophical employee uh, authorities. Um, They're extremely powerful persuaders of opinion and rousers of feelings. I feel like that's how skeptics feel about witchcraft. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The established authorities wish to control these these powerful medias and employ them for their own uses. And that like blew my mind a little bit, right? Because if you watch... Old Hollywood movies, like pre-19, like not any later than the late 1930s. I got a text. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Turn my ringer off. Um, a lot of the content in those early movies was political. It was anti-police. Yeah. It was for madness. anti-government. Right. And then this big thing happened in the late 30s or 40s, I believe. And that's when like the government started to become involved in Hollywood because they realized the power of persuasion that the media had. And Mm -hmm. that's why now like 
military sites are on all of the different movie lots. We keep mm. getting cranked out all of these like propaganda ass movies about like, oh, the one lone wolf, good cop, or, oh, look at our poor soldiers who come back traumatized from these wars that we actually don't have to wage. Like feel, feel connected to the things that the terrible things you that your government's doing right. so that you feel proud and patriotic, literally. Sorry. Sorry, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, propaganda. It's, propaganda yes they literally wiped out an entire like Let's, city of indigenous people that, that yes. made the bombs i don't care i don't care I don't care I like care he made a terrible thing that. and leading up to it it was terrible it's just a very ugly thing yes. to make a movie about you know what else i learned about him not only did they wipe out the entire indigenous community murder all of the farmland like flocks, yes. all of the animals yes. destroyed the crops. They hired back the brown folks who they displaced. And while the white people working in the factories got like PPE, the brown folks didn't. Yeah. And so many of them died while they were working in those factories. And is the movie about that? No. No. It's about like, let's glamorize this person. Again, media is powerful. Performance is powerful. It's it has the ability to persuade the people. guy that made it and not the people yes. whom it harmed, which would have been a good movie. Mm-hmm. So. And also like, no wonder there's this disconnect in our country between folks who want a better future for all of us and folks who like ride the dick of the red, white and blue real hard, like patriotism forever because the movies in the last, you know, what is it? 60, 70, 80 years. I don't, I don't do math. hundred years um, have been geared towards using performance as a way to manipulate Mm -hmm. us as individuals. And even like, it wasn't Putin. It was Stalin who said like that America outdoes anyone when it comes to media propaganda. And even like our news. Oh, I don't know. News has become a performance. It's not actually about like communicating information to people. It's about getting ratings. Mm -hmm. And it's this twisted way that capitalism perverts the sanctity of performance. (laughs) Yeah, and like, yeah. Yeah. We should know what's going on. We should be able to know what's going on, right? But that's not. But it's that's not, not how it is. We can't find that here. No, no. Mm-mm. It's wild the way things can be manip. It's like they realize, like capitalism realizes. Oh, yeah. This performance thing is liberating them. We've got to take it. Yeah. And rebrand it. Yes. And use it to destroy everyone from the inside out. Yes. And there's also they also do that through who they cast in these things and Ooh. whose faces you see. Yes. Scarlett Johansson as like a Japanese anime character. Yes. And like Emma Stone played a Chinese girl. A Are Hawaiian. You f- a, a Hawaiian girl. That's Hawaiian. what it was. What the f- Um, what the f- is right. Okay. There, and it's, it's in, you know, not just big blockbuster movies, who but in the it? theater community, it's a big f- problem because I yeah. remember when I was going to school, I understudied the lead of this, play and it was about a married couple and I remember one of my the teachers were like the um resident actors Mm -hmm. and the students it was like an equity theater company I went to I went that I went to school for so I acted in the shows and we Mm -hmm. were like cast we had to work for free now she are in the summer company that's a whole nother thing Mm -hmm. let's have free labor for our students the give them the the golden opportunity to perform (laughs) to be exploited we should have been paid for that Mm mm-hmm Looking at both those cameras. All right. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Exploiting student labor. Um, mm-hmm. But the my te- a friend of mine, and who's now a friend of mine, and was a teacher of mine, and he was like in cast as the husband. He's a black man, and then he wasn't cast as the husband. And I remember there being some issues with him and like the company, and like why wasn't he cast? He's great. You know what I mean? So it was just like. I remember shit like Shady. that happening and no one was like, fuck that. Let's rally around. Like no one yeah. speaks up yeah. because we're taught that it's like not okay to speak up. Cause it's a cult. Because it's a fucking cult. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, I hope it's different. Nowadays, I would have said something. I would have yeah. been like, Hey, other students, let's go talk to the fucking yeah. head of this place because this is not okay. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. There are so many things that happen where I should have said something or other people could have said something, but Mm -hmm. we didn't because we were just like little sheep. Yeah. No offense to sheep, 
but we were sheep. The more you talk about your experience with school, the more it sounds like I keep drawing parallels between your experience and that fucking Teal Swan documentary. Like, no, it's and when you're up. in it, I'm not the only one that experienced no. abuse. Like, I know people that I've come out of the woodwork and been like, you too? Uh-huh. The same person? Oh, sh-. And I think it's easy when you come out of that circumstance and, like, you're starting to heal to be kind of hard on yourself for not saying something when certain things yeah. happened. But also, like, you were literally being brainwashed. brainwashed. In, literally yes. brainwashed. Top I, professionalism. I spent a lot of time on cult TikTok. No, I was being brainwashed. <laughs> and, like, you were literally being brainwashed. Yeah. You wouldn't have even known what to like. There no, wasn't anything to say. There Just, really wasn't. Because they do a good job mm-hmm. of it's insane. Yeah, and no offense to the you know most of my teachers are really great. It's just the institution as a whole that has needs an overhaul. Yeah, like all things. Yeah, in this world, <laughs> just, just add some mental health awareness. Some some Something. students were not in a some position checks, to balances. be brainwashed. Like I was not in a position to. Mm-hmm have that happen to me yeah and they're young kids too a lot of my peers were like 18 like straight out of high school. i was in my early 20s but young mm-hmm. impressionable folks yeah. like it's wild it's wild speaking of cults <sighs> lore therapy session okay speaking of cults one of my favorite personal performances is catholic mass <laughs> oh yes <laughs> ritual performance so much of catholic mass were rituals and performances adopted from pagans uh, in an effort to convert them with greater ease, right? And it's really thrown together this theater. Churches look like theaters with their stained glass windows and their pews and the guys in costume at the front saying shit in Latin. There's incense everywhere. It's like an audience participation performance where you have to say it back, like sing back. We're all responding to, like, that is a a performance. That's a performance. Yeah. And that another performance that I think is really cool. <sighs> Sorry. The- <laughs> you ever been to like Christian youth group meetings? Oh, Scare dear God. Scare me. Okay, so I had a friend growing up. <laughs> And I tell my mom all the time, I'm so grateful, like, of all the Christianities we could have grown up in. We grew up Catholic, because at least we're f- skeptical of weird shit, right? <laughs> this is why I've never been into cults. <laughs> Literally, because being Catholic makes you trust no one. Um, but I went to church with my Christian friend once, and I was like, Mom, please don't ever make me spend the night there on a Saturday again. I can't do that. The like, It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's not... Like, white people's Christian oh megachurch... I'm sorry if this upsets you, but I'm if not. it upsets you, I'm surprised you're here, but welcome. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, but also welcome. How'd you get here? Love it. Take a cool. seat. Let's uh, talk about it. Let's talk through it. It's weird. Have you seen Saved? Oh, snake. Yeah. With man. It, yeah that's, that's why I love Saved yeah, because saved it really just, good. they do a really good job of like, but that's also a performance. Oh yeah. That brainwashes people. Oh, all of that, all that conversion stuff is a performance. Of, the yes. holidays that we celebrate today are performances, performances to manip- like yes. work to convert people, or they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Right? I do like, this is like a, Sticky. you see it in parts of Central America, but speaking of holidays, there's a ritual, a ritual performance called a posada, and it's the days leading up to... Christmas and they like march the uh, statues, the effigies of like Christ and Mary through the streets. And I think that's really pretty. That sounds fun. Cool. Yeah. It's I like really a parade. Cool. I love a parade. Lots of Latin American countries. We yeah. do parade. Okay. Speaking of parades, like carnival. Carnival. Like carnival is a performance. Yes. Absolutely. People are masked. There's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of places, in especially like in Europe, Carnival is the days leading up to Lent. So it's a Mm -hmm. performance of all the things you can't do once Lent starts. Right. And you're supposed to be... Mardi Gras. Exactly. Mardi Gras uh, is part of Carnival. But Carnival also happens in the summer in some places because 
it is a celebration of like the abolition of slavery. Mm. And so you see all these performances in the street of folks like getting greased up and putting on their like feathers and shit and dancing and there's drums. And I think that goes back to like Plato's fear. Yeah. Around performance because it's powerful. A lot of enslaved peoples, indigenous mm-hmm. people, African people did not let go did not of yeah, the drama. Were able to retain that. Yes. Did not let go of the performance. I would love to know how my ancestors performed. Mm-hmm. And I can discern it, but I would love to just like I wish that was preserved more. Mm-hmm. Um because it's beautiful and it's funny because I was thinking too like about performance and magic and how beautiful like different indigenous peoples like use dance and music Mm -hmm. and it's not really something I see in like modern witchcraft I don't see it enough Mm -mm. like there's no tiktok ritual dance (laughs) yet you know what I'm saying like somebody do that start that trend but I think it go I think it goes from, you know, movement is scary for people. Absolutely. Movement is uncomfortable people for a lot of people. People don't want to feel embarrassed. Because it, why is yeah. it embarrassing? You know, it's, why? Why? Maybe because we, it's been repressed. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, why is dance and movement scary mm-hmm. for people to do? And and it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Just as a culture, we, in Western culture, we don't implement dance and movement. Mm-hmm. Singing more. Because it's like chanting, sure. They know the kids, but moving your whole body (laughs) in ritual. Yeah, I just don't see that in like neo pagan sort of. Yeah, you don't white spaces. I don't see that, and I think it that would be cool to see more of like people just letting loose like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's even just doing a little hokey pokey. You know, the hokey pokey is a ritualistic dance. Absolutely. And the Come on, white folks. We can do the hokey pokey together, okay? I'll do it with you. I'll do it with you. It's okay if you have two left feet. You can still hokey pokey. (laughs) I would love to host, like, movement ceremony for people. Not even even magical practitioners. Like, I just want people to get in an effing room together Mm -hmm. and just move and dance and, like, be okay with it. It's just so therapeutic. Mm. Music dance therapy. I'm sure there's people that do that here in LA, but like, I would love to just, but you're not doing it and you should. I want to do it. Be weird. Yes. I think it would be amazing. I really for myself too. I want to do that. I think implementing dance and movement, I've done it more Mm -hmm. in my magic and ritual, not just sitting there and sort Mm -hmm. of inwardly focusing but like outwardly expressing and like yeah outwardly focusing and mm-hmm. oh it's so cool it's so i my friend juliet diaz who i talk about all the time mm-hmm. who's in our friend juliet diaz who's an amazing taino um community member and uh she go she went to a powwow yeah I saw. and she was sending me videos of like their dance and i was just like oh my god this is so mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful like <sighs> anyway, yeah. It's yes. I just think that that being that comfortable in your body and moving and feeling strong and like conjuring with your body is mm-hmm. like we it's need to get powerful. more into that. We need to get more into that. I would mm-hmm. like to see more people get into that and or someone to teach a class on that, yes. you know. That would be that has like some cultural context like yeah. and knowledge to to teach that I think mm-hmm. would be very interesting. Yes. Like in a broad spectrum. Because I do think like mm. conjuring hands oh, a little. Hands. It's fine. Conjuring spirit, conjuring energy through body movement is a universal concept. Yeah. And it's just that folks who are primarily of European descent don't have mm-hmm. I think that the connection was broken yeah. a lot longer ago because yes. that's another thing that I'm very grateful of being part of like Latin diaspora. Is that why white people can't dance? Is that why white people can't? Okay. I was talking to my I friends mean, about this. Most. No, but I was talking like to Elaine, my friends about like, this. And when you see videos of white babies, they know how to dance. So it's not that white people are born unable to dance. It's that culturally they are taught that, the, that yeah. they need to repress that. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm, really Isn't that weird? weird? Really weird? Yes. 
That also goes into cultural music mm-hmm. and rhythms yeah. and beats and things too. It's, it's really funny. But like, go to the honky bar in like North Hollywood, we can, we can and you'll see dance. some white people dancing. <laughs> we can line dance, okay? We can do the funky chicken. I can dance; it's fine. But um, this idea of conjuring spirit through dance really is something that's universal, and something that I've been really blessed to like witness is that one of the ways that you call spirits in to to mount you as the channel is by dancing for them doing their dances specifically and it's really oh my gosh it's really amazing when you witness it it's really amazing when you're the one doing it like there's just nothing the comfortability and ease of movement there's nothing quite like blessing and like each of these different spirits have their own specific dances and the way you move your arms and the way you move your legs, the things that you wear Mm -hmm. to do the dances for them are important. Like costume belly dance goes into the performance. Yes. All of that. Like it's magical. It's magical. Like Bollywood and dances in India and stuff. Well, and even like there's so many different, um, Hindu festivals that are like streetwide community performance, like uh, Durga mm-hmm. Puja. Everybody's out in the street, and there's performance, and there's costume, and there's color, and there's masking, and like I think that's just so cool. It's the white people equivalent of that, like Burning Man. Oh my god, did you hear about what's happening at Burning Man right now? Is it that the <laughs> the when it, they're messing up the? Um, I can't talk right now. So apparently, it started raining and. <laughs> Burning Man, the desert is salt. It's salt. So when the rain lands on the salt, it doesn't absorb. It just sits. And you're stuck there until the rain gets evaporated by the sun. So all these fucking rich people who have taken over Burning Man are trapped with limited resources and no fucking survival survival skills. Stuck. Apparently they've deployed the National Guard. Hawaii couldn't what? get help. What? But Burning Man has the National Guard they on have its the way. National Guard on their way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that wild? That's a check the weather. Too bad, so sad situation Too bad, for so me. Too bad, so sad. I yeah. I mean, what? I've never been to Burning Man. My husband was really into Burning Man a few decades We're ago. Not judging when it was still judge like no offense, like dirty white hippies. Yeah, I love you all. <laughs> I love you all. Love you. Um. Okay, but the performance, like the burning of the man. Did you ever see the Wicker Man? Did I? I don't know, but I've burnt. I've been at an effigy burning ceremony. It's like a. It's like a. I don't even remember if it's a horror movie. I've seen it, but I for some reason blocked it. I'm I love still, an effigy performance. It's like a big weird puppet. The Wicker Man. It was horror, yeah. But at the end, they burn a giant, uh, like yeah. t- Wicker. Man, that's so cool, and it's part of like the ritual. There's a, I, I, it's probably an indigenous sort of ritual. I should know the context, and I don't. But in Santa Fe, there's a thing called Zazobra, uh-huh. and it's a, it's a festival where you write down like all your worries and your cares, and you put it inside of this giant effigy. Mike was the, when we first started yeah. dating, we did this together. That's cute. And then they like burn. It's big. They burn the whole <sighs> thing. And he just goes, rah, rah. And he's like burning. He's like, rah. And someone's like making the noise. The like, sounds. Rah. Yeah. Yeah. You burn all your worries away. It's That's cool. fucking cool. I like puppets. That really is performance. That's performance art. Yes, it is. That Absolutely. is so performance art. <sighs> I feel like magic and performance cannot be untangled from one another. No. And like, no. why? Because energetically, you're connecting to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what performance is, mm-hmm. in my opinion. When you deduce it down, you're energetically connecting to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're acting and you're doing something with that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's the same exact thing as performance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's you really are. Beautiful. You know, that's so funny that you said you're acting. My that was one of the things my teacher said. He's like, I always try to maintain the like actor, participant, audience energy in ceremonial magic. Yeah. You are the actor. Mm-hmm. And the spirits are your audience. Maybe they're also your participants. But he's like, that is how you give good shamanic ceremony. Yeah. And I was just like, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. 
I love that. I mm-hmm. love that so much. Uh, magic is real. Magic is real. You should watch The Wicker Man. I will watch it's The weird. Wicker Man. It's real 70s and weird. I'll watch it. Do we want to answer some questions sure. today? Sure, sure. Okay, cool. Oh, oh. I have to tell you first something time. really funny. Oh, okay. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> okay. Oh, look, it's really <laughs> Oh, no. It's really funny. Is okay. it a Christian comment on YouTube? Um, it's a Burning Man thing that's going to make you laugh. Oh, okay. Okay, I wrote down all of the questions somewhere in here. They're here somewhere. Here we go. Season five. Uh, let's see if I can actually read this. This is a performance. This, this podcast is a, is a performance. We are performers. 100%. Yes. This is a performance. Something I really had to, well, and I think that I have at this point come to terms with is when I was first starting as a reader, I really didn't want people to see me as an entertainer. I wanted people to take me seriously. And then I had this moment with my guides where they were like, but you are an entertainer. You like, really just are. own it. Just just be who you are mm-hmm. because what you do is authentic, but it's also entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. The two, yeah, something can be entertaining and authentic. Yes, it doesn't, it doesn't make mean, it less reverent. There are a lot of people that are use performative measures to... Uh, front, yeah. <laughs> put it bluntly, to front Commit and fraud. be inauthentic <laughs> and be a charlatan. Absolutely. But that's where your discernment comes in. Okay. I Candy. think this is a cute question. Cute. It's a cool question. I recently learned that remembering past lives are ancestors' memories in the way that we're all one because every individual that's born on earth is a collective reflection of ancestors whose ancestors are Earth's first water bacteria. Okay, wait, this is getting a little crazy. Wait, what? I remember past lives from other planets, though. How is this possible? Unless Earth was made from a broken-off piece of planet and that from another piece of planet and so on. And the memory of an alien life was the memory of an alien's... Okay, basically they're wanting to know is... Is it possible to have past lives on other planets? I think that's the core of this question. Okay. To which I would say, absolutely. There's no, no way not. we're the only ones out here in an infinite universe. This might there's not. There's no way. This might not be the only garden planet. There might be another planet just like ours. Maybe there's a handful there's of them. So many. There's so much out there. So like, of course, there. and there are galaxies that are so much older than ours, and like light years and shit. it blows my mind when I think about space. Sometimes it hurts my head. I'm from planet Claire. Like Claire's? It's a B-52's reference. <laughs> I just saw them in Vegas. Vegas, which I would like to touch a on. A performance. <laughs> Sorry, we're going down this route because I just went to Las Vegas. And look, nature is beautiful, wonderful, and I revere it with all my heart and soul. But Vegas is the thing that cured my depression. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't going. It wasn't going into the solitude and quiet. It was. It was nice, mm-hmm. but it didn't quite allow me to forget all my cares and troubles and worries. But goddamn, if Vegas isn't a portal into the debauchery, it is a portal. It is a. And I went pew, like, <laughs> yes, please, pew, and just let it. And mm-hmm. I didn't get drunk. I didn't. Smoke drugs. Smoke <laughs> drugs. I didn't do drugs to feel this. I just went and let it, saw some shows, ate some food. Mm-hmm. I love the way casinos smell. Me too. I love that horrible smell. I there's something about it that's <laughs> I just love it. everyone's there for the same reason. It is a absolute town of performance, performativity. Mm-hmm. Just the mating rituals oh are God. such a performance. Just I love it. Let me live in that for two days and then I'm done. I love it. Yeah. That's two where Mike days and I enough. got married. Like it's a very like healing place for us yeah. as a couple. And it's weird because like if you know me, you maybe wouldn't think like Vegas. Yeah. Laura, but I fucking love it. Yeah. And it's it really helped my mental health to get, <laughs> yes. to get away. It just like it gets away. It's, it's like a like, different planet. Also, there. the desert is a very healing place for me. Yeah, desert energy and just the fact that it's like literally like 
I don't like the Mirage Casino. Sorry, Mirage. But a Mirage in the desert. Yeah. Not literally the Mirage because it smelled really weird this yeah, time. Yeah, the Mirage is rolled. It's not my fave. It's not good. I agree. But like, put me yeah. in Treasure Island. I will pay $80 a night. I will walk to the Venetian because it has better food. Like, yes. Right on the little boat. <laughs> oh my god it yeah. is it's like it's a fairyland almost it's like an it's adult wild. playground yeah even for kids too like i had a so really great time stuff. with my kids we stayed at the park mgm and nice. it's the only hotel where you can't smoke oh that's nice which is great when you have babies yeah um we had so much fucking so fun with fun. our kids like, running around do? Vegas like, together. Just, you just walk we around. We saw the Jonas Brothers. Oh, right. That's what we did. Bro- I saw the and Blue it was Man incredible. Group yes. We had so we ate so many good meals. Yeah. We're gonna do it again because we had so much fun. We stayed yeah. in the Nomad Tower. I highly recommend if you have a family, stay there. That's it's so amazing. There were two separate pools for like adults only and families, which was perfect because oh, I don't want adults to feel mm-hmm. like we're cramping mm-hmm. their style. And that's cool. Like it was just really groovy. I love Vegas it really is transformative it really is transformative Mm -hmm. and it gets a lot of like bad I don't know I get it but man and it's for someone that has sensory processing issues like me you think I wouldn't like it but I fucking loved it. it I love it. I love it. When I was the working lights. in apparel, the lights, the shopping. The show, the shopping. I don't Caesar's even need to buy Palace. anything, but I love going through Caesar's Palace. Yes. There's a fake sky within a building. It's so cool. It's And a the portal. Bellagio. <laughs> the Bellagio. Oh, it's so magical. There's a volcano show. Yes. At, like, and so much mirage. good food everywhere. Food. The last time, so, so when I was in apparel, we went to Vegas twice a year for a trade show. So I didn't really see Vegas very much right. during the day. I only saw it at night. And all of my food was comped by my boss. Yeah. So like the last time I was oh, in fun. Vegas, I ate at Momofuku every night. Ooh, I sat yes. at the counter by myself. I like flirted with the chefs and I had great dinner every single night That's on amazing. my boss's dime. It was created by was the so mob fun. to launder money. It's a fucking fun place. So fun. Created by criminals. And it's just like. And it doesn't matter what you're into. There's something for you there. There is something for you. Because like Brian and I don't drink. Yeah, no, I didn't really drink very and much like, either. We have a great time whenever we're there. It's just like it doesn't matter what you're into. We casino hopped and walked mm-hmm. and like it's so there's fun. a giant H and M. Have you been to that H and M? Yes, it's a really good H and M. It's so cool. <laughs> Go to the outlets on the way. Yes. It's just camp. It's so it's fun. It's camp. high camp and I love camp. Yeah. Which is why I loved Barbie. High camp. Yeah. Give yeah. me high camp. Uh-huh. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, drag performance is a legitimately beautiful art form. Art form! And is yes. not dangerous and scary. No, drag queens aren't coming for your kids. No. They're not. But that's another way people shit on something that's Exactly. Beautiful it goes back to that like, to authoritarian yeah. need to oppress yeah. performance that can change people's minds. Yes. Or and affirm drag, people's identities. Exactly. Yeah. And drag has so that power. Up. Drag is so fun. So they're trying to take it down. Yeah. Wild, yeah, wild time to be alive. Viva Las Vegas. Do you remember any of your past lives? I did a regression, um, a few times. I've done a few, like one was like assisted and one was with myself. And I remember I was, I was an old, I looked down and I was barefoot and I had very long gray white hair I was old and it was very green around me so I'm thinking it might have been Scotland Mm -hmm. and because I'm Scottish AF and um I had I remembered the the why I was sad that I died was because I had to leave my grandkids oh I just got really sad that was the they're one of the prompt it was a self-guided like um regression and one of the the questions was like why did you die what happened but I was surrounded by people that I loved and I was a grandmother and I died and I missed my family Mm. okay and then there was another one where this might be an alien planet I don't know okay you've seen Aladdin right yeah so you know, like the Cave of Wonders. Absolutely. You know how when I'm like absolutely familiar. Right? You know where like you know when like it collapses and it comes out of the sand. Yeah. I was like this weird old creature slash man. Yeah. And I kept spirits in little spirits in my pockets. Like I had like a satchel, yes. and I would go into my sand. Um, 
my sand room. Yeah. Like it would appear out of the sand and then I would go in and I was just like fidgeting with things. And like, I think I was a male or oh. just a neutral. Yeah. Just an, throw them all in there. Very cool. But I was like a, yeah, I was like very old and just like, I would make these creatures and sort of like my poppets. Keep them in your belt. <laughs> yeah. I would oh just, my God, you know what I mean? Like puppets. I would have these little things that were alive and like I could, I was like, yeah, that's all I could kind of figure <gasps> out. Like your puppets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fucking cool. I was like a creature or some shit. I love that. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Magical. But kind of like when Jafar turns into the old guy. Does he turn yeah. into... That's kind of what yeah. it reminded me of. He's like... Eh, 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 eh. Yeah. And he... Oh, the, when he dupes Aladdin in the beginning. When yes. he's just like... Eh, eh. That's what I looked like. Sort of. <laughs> I love that. I'm obsessed. Yeah. That's an excellent past sand, life story. Sand, desert, maybe that, I mean, who knows? I have a weird connection to the desert. Yes. It's just like hidden magic. Mm-hmm. I love We desert. can talk about the, mm-hmm. we should talk about like different topographies sometimes too, yeah. like different climates. We got to add that to the list. Desert magic is yeah. radical. I have. About you. I have a lot of past life memories. Um which makes me tired. But <laughs> when you mentioned topography, the one that it made me want to touch on is like, I, I love rivers. Uh-huh. I really, really love rivers. I love the ocean. I love the desert. But like, oh, I was rivers. a seal too. Remember, I got eaten by a shark. You guys yes. have heard this before. That's right. There's yes. also that. I, I love was, that one. I've been eaten. I've been a sea creature. I was a siren. Right. We in were, one of mine. Maybe I was a selkie. Somebody um, said that to me. Maybe you were a selkie. Selkies are cool. And I was like, probably. That's very Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> I was a siren in one of my past lives with like the big scary teeth and like the long scary nails, which maybe is why I like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I just had a flashback to like Robin Williams in um, Mrs. Doubtfire, and he's like, "Do you think these would be too scary for the children?" Scary for the children. <laughs> but I was definitely a siren, and then I had a past life where I was like a, a traveler, and I had a little covered wagon. Yeah. And I would always Ooh. stay by the river. Yeah. And it's the first past life that I can recall where, like, I met the partner that I'm with now. Mm. And we both – well, no, I died. That's what it was. I died really early um, in, like, a not fun way. And something that I learned was that, like, this lifetime was our chance to redo it. Mm. Yeah, so now I'm trying to get old. I'm trying to get real old in this life. <laughs> I think Mike was my parent. Mm-hmm. My my partner now is a parent. Was yeah. my parent in another life? I, I really, that. really, really yeah. do. I've told you that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my mom's or my dad's. I don't know. Lola tells it's me my that daddy I was now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's weird. Cut that out. No, it was perfect. Don't. Don't. Just kidding. <laughs> Keep it in. It's weird. That but was it improv. Works. That was improv. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for. <laughs> Please buy our merch. Please buy our merch. Buy Walk our... around in your third eye bind t shirts. Drink yes. out of your third eye bind mugs. Give them as gifts for Yule. Question the system. Question the system. <laughs> Perform as an act of rebellion. Yes. Performance as an act No matter of... what or who you are, if you have zero experience, I don't care. Just your shake your movement ass. movement is valid. Your energy is valid. Drop it like a thoughty, as Beyonce Drop it. says. And we'll see you witches next week. <laughs> yes. Thank you for turning to, wow. Thank you for tuning in to Third Eye Find. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye Line. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the third eye line by sending us a voice message or a text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania. <laughs>